That is Lira and Claire. Shaya, don't waste my time, is all I'm saying. And Lira is and one of my favorites. I must say, this particular CD, I bought probably like five or six times. And every time it has gotten lost. So Lira, if you are listening, okay, and by lost, I mean that one of my friends has taken it out of my car. Lira, if you're listening, I think it's about time that, that, you, that you gift me one. Or if you're not going to gift me one, at least come and do a live you know, performance in my house at some point for all of my friends that keep stealing your CD. <laughs> It's 10 past 2 on this Monday afternoon and we're into the second hour of Lifetime Live with Mila Z Khan. I'm in for Criselda today. Uh, this is, of course, SAFM. We'll be leading the conversation. And in Men Talk today, we're going to be talking about men and co-parenting. So how do we encourage our men folk to be more involved in raising their children and co-parenting? You know, you often hear the guys say that they're babysitting, you know, this weekend when they're actually just taking care of their own kids. Uh, can you babysit? Is somebody paying you an hourly rate? Right, uh, when you're looking after your own kids, uh, give us a call 0891-104-207, 0891-104-207. You can also SMS us on 40938, 40938. SMSs are charged at 150. We've got Bongani Luvalo, the founder of Cool Dads Foundation, in the studio to discuss these matters for you. But first, uh, let's pay the bills. Lifetime Live with Lizette Khan on SAFM. We are into the last hour of the show. It's Lifetime Live. I'm standing in for Griselda. She will be back in studio with you tomorrow. She is on the roads, uh, so we're wishing her safety, as well as everybody else that is on the roads traveling to their chosen destination. Uh, guys, please just be careful. Uh, be cognizant of the fact that you're not the only road user, and be patient. Be patient with everybody else that's on the road. Everybody has the right to be there, and just by going faster doesn't mean that you're going to be uh, getting to your destination any faster. It just means that you're putting yourself and other people's lives at risk. So be cognizant of that. Uh, as we said, in the second hour of the show, we're going to be speaking to Bongani Luvalo. He is the founder of Cool Dads Foundation. Now, they are a non-profit organization that was established in 2012 uh, by Bongani, as well as a network of his friends in Kwatema, which is uh, located in the East Rand. Uh, this is after the realization that many fathers play very little active role in the development and upbringing of their children. So the foundation was formed to respond directly and and indirectly to this discourse. Um, and here we have him in studio. Bongani, thank you very much for taking the time to come in today. Thank you, Lizelle, uh, for the invite. And uh, good afternoon to your listeners. Now, what, what Cool Kids Foundation is known for is, of course, your, your picnics. Yes. Um, you had the, the last one now in November. How did that yes. go? No, it went um, quite well. Um, well we also um, you know, brought in to the picture, the question of 16 days of activism. Mm-hmm. Um, because it was just around that time uh, where men also pledged, you know, to protect their kids, but most importantly, to protect women in their society, not only their sisters, not their mothers, but each and every woman in the vicinity, whether they, where they work or where they uh, reside. Um, it went quite well. Um, it was the last one for the year, and yeah. so that we can allow people to go into the festive season. It was quite a beautiful day where, you know, not only fathers, only this time we, it was a family, family picnic. picnic. Also, we've been identified as uh, people who are only supporting me. <laughs> You're but, discriminating. Uh, yes. Um, <laughs> so we said, no, we do encourage, uh, you know, a full family value. You know, men must have their families. They must love their families and they must participate. But there's a time where we try and teach this culture of men having to exist side by side with their kids, you know, um, where you can rely on your partner. Um, I think in different interviews we've had, 
mothers or women calling in to say, um, since my husband, since my partner has been attending cool dad's activities, uh, now I can go shopping or I can go to a high tea peacefully <laughs> because of I know that kids will be fed, yeah, the kids yeah. will be clean, you know, there won't be poisoning of kids, somebody trying to cook a mismatch in the kitchen. So uh, we are now trying to ensure that Part of the activities we do create a space where we allow the entire family. Men must bring their own families. So with the uh, family fun fiesta, that's what we are doing, where we bring families together and parents play with their kids and kids interact with other kids. But also mothers and fathers will also interact with other parents with as other well parents. in the same space. And that's so important because you know, as parents, you, you tend to become isolated at at, sure. at points. You know, because it's only you and the kids and then before you know it 24 hours in the day are done. Yeah, done so it's so important that you have an opportunity to speak to other parents also to sure. realize that the same challenges you're facing they're facing yes because sometimes you do tend to to get so caught up in your own space that you forget that everybody else is going through the same stuff that you are definitely because also you it's it's rare for you to find parents the mother and the father and the kids in the same in space the same it's space. either it's mothers while trying to do other activities they've got to drag the kids along as well because of there's no one who's going to um look after okay, the kids or babysit that's the term that's that people a, that's what uh, i wanted to ask you we asked our, the, our listeners the question when it comes to to a lot of times you know men do this they they say no um the mother's gone and i'm going to use I, both instances because i've got friends where who are single parents mm-hmm. or co-parenting and then friends who are in marriages and mm-hmm. in relationships and and doesn't matter yes. the dads always end up saying no i'm babysitting can men actually babysit their children i mean it's your kid um it's not i think it has become a loose it's a colloquial uh, um, you know tagline that yeah. you know it's, it's it's an acceptable word to use and easy to understand but it has got its own connotations yeah. you know um people say i'm babies i've got friends they'll say i'm babysitting i'm like hey who's going to be paying you you're going to parent That's what I'm saying. yes your yes, wife is I'll out of the right. house but uh, you are you are parenting go there and uh, do your duties you are parenting so it has become a loose language and we have not really analyzed you know the deeper connotations that it comes with um but there is good intention i think mm. even in those that say they are babysitting and i think while we try to inculcate a culture of us saying we are parenting uh, we also have got to embrace that language of i'm babysitting but slowly try and move you know um it's not it's not gonna it's not gonna be an overnight activity where somebody uses a different word you know like like love you i like you i love you <laughs> <laughs> why not just say no i've got the kids or i'm looking after the kids i'm with the kids i'm, I'm parenting the kids, you um know? then you're explaining so this one actually it covers everything it's- i'm babysitting which means you're with the kids you must feed them uh, you must make sure they're clean you must watch cartoons with them you must run around so you are babysitting it's one word that women we don't like too many you know an explanation so one word covers Covers everything everything. yes (laughs) you know the reason i ask that is because i also think that as women there's a responsibility and i use the term both now single parent and Mm co-parenting because uh, when you move away from the term single parent into i'm co-parenting you're mm-hmm. giving the other person responsibility yes. as well yes. and what a lot of women tend to do is they tend to still hold on to that responsibility um without wanting to relinquish that and giving acknowledgement to the fact that the other partner is also contributing it's a status <laughs> um i am a single mother you know uh, i once asked uh, my uh, the mother of my child is about she, I'm a single mother and I said what does this single mother really mean and what does it entail mm-hmm. you know uh, and I think probably maybe similar to babysitting but this one it has got some some 
high status, sort of like an achievement or some sympathy kind. I don't, I'm not too sure. I would not want to label it to say which side does it fall into. But people have got this ownership. I'm a single parent. Uh, yes, we do understand the majority of men, some of us we grew up without fathers. Yeah. Um, we still have friends. Which who, is a reality. Which is a reality. But we seem to be too embracing of this. And to a certain extent, others literally push other men to the side. Yeah. Yeah, those men who want to come into the fold and be, you know, fathers to their kids, be parents to their kids. But because of it's such a sympathy status that women want to own, there are those who own it. There are those genuinely, it's a single mother, they've tried to open the door to allow for the father whenever he wants to come and play his role as a father, he would not take up that opportunity. And then there are those who want to, but because of the relationship has ended, you know, uh, you do not, you will punish me uh, you know, for failing our relationship and say, I can't have access to my child, which means I'm also going to fail at being a father, you know? Mm-hmm. And so now you want to own that and you want society to sympathize with you. Um, and then there's this language and this vocab that goes around when you are claiming or saying I am a single mother, you know? So at some point in time, women must really say, what is it really when you say you're a single uh, mother or a single parent? Is it somebody not being in the house, but they do contribute to their kids, they do spend time with their kids, or you are a single parent or a single mother because of the guy genuinely does not, you know, participate in the kids' lives? Well, I think that, yeah. that you bring up a very important point, and I'd like to open this up to to our call uh, to our listeners. Give us a call: 0891-104-207, 0891-104-207. When it comes to parenting children, um, as a father, if you are in a, 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 a if you have children and you're not in a relationship with the mother anymore um, are you babysitting your kid or are you co-parenting how, how do you perceive that if you are a, a mother who's no longer in a relationship with the father of the child um, but the father does contribute in some way whether it's spending time maintenance is is, is prerequisite let's just talk about that um, then how or do you see yourself do you see yourself as a, as a single mom or do you see yourself as co-parenting with the father of your child let us know 0891-104-207 0891-104-207 you can also sms 40938 40938 sms's are charged at 1 rand 50 hit us up on twitter at safm radio i'm at lizzie underscore khan Bongani, I want to speak to to that because I think that what happens a lot of times, and and you must correct me if I'm wrong here, because um, you know a, a lot of times what happens is that once a relationship has come to to an end, people don't necessarily put into place necessary plans and when i say plans i mean things in black and white right. where people have signed and put their names to um, to regulate the relationship and how it will carry on forward with their children. Have you found that people are, are, are more, or men are, are asking more and more that this be done because it actually protects? And, and, and the thing about it is that it is for the, the betterment of the child and the relationship going forward. So, do you find that a lot of men are actually asking for that to be done now? Not definitely. Um, to a point that, you know, one of the challenges that we had at the foundation was that you'll have men who'd knock at our doors and say, I don't have access to my child. I want to have access to mm. my child. And when we started, it's still a challenge. Um, so we'll only refer you to a social worker or we'll refer you to the magistrate's court. And many guys will be like, guy, believe you me, I don't want to go there because of no one is on my side. On your side. You know, mm. um, when I immediately I show my face, I am that guilty culprit who is a bastard who ran away. And, and uh, you know, so... We had to walk with them, 
you know, and at some point we had a partnership with uh, CGE, uh, 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 what is Center for Gender Equality. Yes, <laughs> uh, it's, out, it's, a, it's, it's, it's still a holiday. <laughs> um, Are so you on holiday <laughs> mode? <laughs> uh, with CGE, uh, you know, we had a partnership with CGE, and they brought a law clinic, you know, and we had a partnership with the Springs uh, Magistrates Court, mm-hmm. and the Chief Magistrate came to explain what is a parental plan, and so on. Because of many guys, immediately when we say no, go there. Go to the social worker. Guys would give up. Others would say, I have been to the social workers 13 times. Nobody's listening to me. Uh, instead, I'm being sent from pillar to post. So we had to organize these workshops where we give men access. Because of also with lawyers, it's quite expensive to try oh, yeah. um, a, 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 a parental, parental plan, plan. You know, um, actually it's not even. You can even download the template. There are templates and you can just draft it yourself. But to, for it to be a legal framework or a legal tool, at least you need the expertise of you know, a lawyer. And many people would not afford that and then they will just simply give up you know so we are now walking in that path of saying we want to work with men who want to ensure that they get access to their kids if it means then we must walk with you to the court that's what we will do with you and we're still trying to find people who are who can do pro bono work because of others have gone there came back with a parental plan and they still say this parental plan does not give me access to my child i will arrive and i will be told that no i can't have access to the child today so somebody then plays a run around so saying that other men are being punished for having failed in being good partners you know let's quickly just just uh, unpack two things um because i think it's important that we make a distinction between the two there is a difference between a maintenance agreement plan yes. and a parental, parental plan, plan yes. can you break down the difference so that people get an understanding of which is which the the maintenance is only on the needs of the child yeah who contributes to the school fees, to the feeding of the child, to the clothing, and so on. The transport, if the child, uh, wherever they are uh, learning, there's transport that is required. So that has got to do with contributions of both parents. It's not only a man a that man, contributes. Yes. Um, but it's but a financial contribution. Is. Um, but also, the court also then quantifies the time that the mother spends, mm-hmm. of which we also have got to understand. I have spent time with my daughter. I will tell you, um, the time we must wake up, bath the child, feed them, prepare them for you know preschool. So also, that can be calculated or transferred into a rent value. The rent time value. when the child comes back, they must be fed again. You must go through. So the the maintenance plan um, then encompasses the resources that the child needs. Mm-hmm. But the parental plan would have an element of that, but it focuses on who spends time with the child and when. It's a, how that time is divided up, how yes. it's divided into yes. different sections. You know, uh, if, uh, if the mother is staying with the child during uh, school times, which means on weekends, this weekend you will take the child when the school closes, uh, this is the time you will spend with the child. In December the holidays, what then happens. So that one it is a fully fleshed day to day on where the child is everybody must account on the movement of the child who gets to spend time whose uh, care the child is the security of the child and so mm. on so that's what the parental plan has got to do it has got to do with the day-to-day living and the time that is shared with the child at that particular time it's just gone 24 five minutes after 2 p.m we are in conversation um with bongani lovalo who is the founder of cool care uh, cool i'm gonna cool keep, cool cool keep on call it cool cats. Cool cats. yes that's why <laughs> My son loves cool cats. That's why the Cool Dads Foundation. Um, they are a non-profit organization that was established in 2012 um, uh, by uh, Bongani as well as a network of his friends. Uh, when they saw that there was basically, a, you know, a need for fathers to play um, an active role in the development and upbringing of their children, so we asked you the question: Can dads babysit their kids? Let us know what you think, and and you know, do you see it as babysitting or do you see it as co-parenting your child?
And if you are a woman and you are not in a relationship with the father of your children, uh, do you see yourself as a single parent or are you co-parenting with that under in, uh, with the other individual? Give us a call 0891-104-207, 0891-104-207. You can also SMS us 40938, 40938. SMSs are charged at 150 or hit us up on Twitter 0614-104-107, Bongani, I want to go back to what you said about even when you have a parental plan, the issue comes in with enforcing it. Because, you know, like you said, people have come, you know, guys have come to you and said, yeah, I've got a parental plan. It's gone to court. It's been accepted. But yet this person is now saying I can't have access to my child. Uh, what have you found? Why is this a challenge and why is this happening? In in, in most times, uh, parents, when they've got their own battles, they bring the child in the battleground, you know. Um one thing that any couple, whether you're together or separated, you must always understand that the most important thing is the child. The child comes first, yes. You know, mm-hmm. Anything that happens, you must always have the interest of the child at the center. Mm-hmm. But what we do, we tend to take the child, shift them, have our battles. Whoever loses in terms of how you had wanted this to end, will then, especially mothers, then the mothers will then draw the child as a pawn into this battle and say, if this is what I cannot have, or this is how our relationship has crumbled, then you can't have an access to a child. You're assuming, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking that women then assume that because of I have failed inverted commas i as a guy have failed this relationship to keep it together um then you are also going to fail this child so i'm not sure whether you are protecting your our child by saying i can't have access because of you thinking i might disappoint the child as well as much as i've and some fathers do yeah you know um but you need to give the men that opportunity. Uh, I agree. You have to you provide know, them the opportunity to say, prove themselves. Yes, mm-hmm. Mothers would call and say, but I have given you know the guy an, an ample space where to have his child uh, whenever he wants to. And I would always urge and request that even if the guy does not come to the party, leave the door open, you know, so that when the child is older, you'll say, I have always kept the door open for your father. Keep your side clean. Yes, say, Whenever your father wants you, I have always said he can have access to you at any particular time. Let's not have a time where the father says, no, I couldn't reach out to you because of your mother did not allow me to. But in most cases, especially in the black society, in the black communities, the entire family, literally, he gave you a child. Now he's not marrying you. He's going to marry another beautiful one and leave you behind. He must not come closer to this family. Uh, Actually, even this child, it's not his, it's our child now. So that is a culture you know, that is practiced, it's unscripted, but it's been there. Time so it's again, people's lived experience. Yes, you know, each and every time a relationship breaks down, the first thing that is done, a kid is pulled back and you're told that if this relationship has failed, then you're not going to have access to the child, you know. But there are good mothers, I've met a number of them, who would always ensure that they create space, you know, for a man to have access to their own child. But being a man and being selfish and thinking of the things that you're thinking about, you always wear a pair of sneakers and you run away. Now, what I want to get back to, though, is uh, there's two things. Uh, you know, <laughs> as, you, as you're discussing this, it makes me, my, the hairs on my back stand up and actually makes me my back stand up because I, I am somebody who is, you know, I'm the primary caregiver of, of my child. And I've got friends. I don't know if it's, a, if it, if it's that age thing whose relationships have crumbled um, or who have gone through the divorce. And they're also, you know, women who are basically the primary caregivers. Mm-hmm. 
they've made ample space for the fathers to come. So whenever I hear that it's you know it's mostly women, I kind of get it. I kind of get my back up a bit because I don't know if it's a generational thing, um, and maybe women of my generation are seeing things differently, um, or if it's an education thing and a moving um, away from traditional, like you said, it's, a, it's, it's an unscripted culture that has come over the years. But do you think that it is changing when it comes to women giving their, their access to the child more willingly, understanding that the child is the most important thing when a relationship crumbles? I, I don't what want is to your lived experience? I, I don't want to be shot um, by, by, <laughs> by, by me <laughs> and, and yourself here. <laughs> um, but, you know, unfortunately, and at some point, I think I would want to maybe commission some kind of a study, you know. But there was a conversation. I didn't take a screen grab. Mm -hmm. uh, somebody posted on Facebook was saying, if the father has not been participating in the child's life for the entire year, and now in December... Uh, the parents, I mean, the, I mean, the father or the family uh, from the paternal side, <coughs> sorry, um, would then request the child to come and visit uh, in in for the Christmas holidays. You know, uh, what would you say? And I was literally watching each and every comment. You know, uh, says no, but if he has not been there, why must he come now? If he has never bought this and so on, so uh, it would be dangerous for me to con conclusively say. Um, this is what we do. Mm. It's there. I'm not sure. Is it in majority or, but in the spaces that we're exposed to and the men who would call in requesting for help, you know, um, they would say, I want to, and I am not. And then mothers, I, I know some of them are my friends where he says, one, this guy doesn't want to do anything. Here's his child. I've said he can visit the child. He can fetch the child from school. So it, it, it is there yeah. where both the mother and the father, but mothers, tend to suffer a lot, mm -hmm. you know, um, because of, in most cases, it's us who run away. Yeah. Uh, when the relationship breaks down or you've just impregnated someone, you don't even want to understand what is happening. You literally want to run away. I was saying to one friend, maybe at some point we'll need to research. I think relationships nowadays, they collapse between seven months of pregnancy or eight months, eight months. after okay. delivery. Mm -hmm. You know, and and I said I think to a certain extent, as men, we tend to be selfish. You know, or we are selfish, because of that is the most uh, emotional roller coaster for women. You know, and instead of being that support system, we tend to be running outside uh, to find the joys and the pleasures of the streets. You know, whether you're spending time with your friends or you find another girlfriend, without having to think of the psychological implication of that action understanding that the woman is pregnant and this is the most emotional time you know you're about to give birth hormones you give, hormones are do, playing, do you know? not <laughs> underestimate hormones man in that time you know, and then you have given birth you've got your own issues with your weight with the stretch marks and so on will you still like me the way i am will you still love me and appreciate me the way i am but also you want to give attention to your own child as well they must be fed you must not be strained and so on and and then things the like role, postpartum depression yes, hits as well. It hits. And it's, it's instead so, of being that supporting system, I run to this. So as I'm saying that majority of these problems, we cause them. 
you know because of if a woman needs you more it's between that seven months in pregnancy and that one year post you know because of that is a very emotional state you're dealing with yourself dealing with the child motherhood is overwhelming you're trying to keep your relationship with your partner as well and where are we as guys like our own cloud nine trying to find alternatives to satisfying ourselves so I, it's still something that i want to pace but when i try to listen to friends who are in stable relationships and then they are out now i want to i want to ask a question on that but i just want to read one one sms sure. that kind of ties into what you're saying um the sms comes from erica in cape town she says i was a single parent and today there is still no active relationship between my son and his father i want to say to the fathers out there a child needs both parents and if a father doesn't take responsibility for his child we as mothers have to raise children with scars mm-hmm. and that is very difficult which which kind of speaks to what you're saying about the fact that you know it, it doesn't matter what happens between the two of you what you kind of need to, to consider is that the child. the child is the most important also have Lindiwe who says Bongani I wish you can also involve in your agenda education a married woman um, who who also love out of marriage children, um, which, uh, which I'm, uh, I'm assuming that it's the husband who has children from somebody mm-hmm. else, uh, to love them like theirs. When she buys for hers, she may also see that um, the, uh, the other children get. Mm-hmm. When she dishes out food for hers, also thinks about the other children um, uh, that she would like Cool Dad's Foundation to mm-hmm. include. And uh, she says, it's definitely, I like the idea of co-parenting. I wish it could flourish and infect all fathers. It's not just fathers. I must say, it needs to infect mothers as well. Because, uh, you know, like I said, I I think I'm probably one of the, and I hate to use the term lucky ones, but I, I think that I... I have been able to co-parent with my son's father and, and it's been very successful. But one of the reasons it's been very successful, and that comes back to the question I asked you earlier, is because we had a parental uh, agreement or a contract right from the get-go. Um, and, and, and with that in place, people tend to underestimate how important that foundation is because it places boundaries. Um, so when you say that even when people do have that in place, it's not working – is the courts not doing its part or, or why is it not working? I think first, <laughs> um, I've got an unwritten parental plan. Um, but we sat down and said, for us to be good parents, can we agree on the things that need to be done? You know, So there are, I think, when people part from their relationship, so we need to be sober and sit down and say, mm-hmm. as much as we are head and we are turning our backs on each other, how do we then deal with our child? You know? Um, so that's so why I'm saying that because of whether we go to the courts or not, if we do not have a principle of saying we are agreeing that uh, we are going to be good parents and we want to do this thing for our child, then you are going to find more challenges as you move to the courts. Of course, uh, we've had, I think the last uh, workshop that we had, we had three fathers who attended as joining the other 50 guys, there were 50 guys in that workshop with CGE and it was a law clinic. They were saying, I have got a parental plan ordered by the court. Because now, once it goes to court and it's certified, it's right. it becomes a court order. order yes. And anyone who does not follow it is in breach or in contempt yeah. of court. I think that's it's the language is. Court, yeah. um, and the guys were saying, I have tried everything. I would go back to court. I would not be, you know, um, I would be told, no, you guys must sit down, talk about this. And when I had a conversation with this chief magistrate, and I said to her, luckily it was a woman, I said to her, but how do we then move forward with this? He says, you know, Wane, we can't, I can't order an arrest of a mother. Because once you are in contempt of court, once I go back there, then you've got to, um, then, 
uh, say if this person is in contempt of court, then we've got to fetch issue, the person, yeah. issue a warrant of arrest, and then let the person either fix their mistakes or we then now uh, give them a sentence, a sentence of what they mm. need to, you know. So she says to me, well, it's, it, that's what we are supposed to do. But the human in us, not the law, the human in us says, how do you then take a primary caregiver and arrest them and put them in, in jail, you know? And that is a continuous. It's the same thing that happens in the maintenance courts. Guys will go there and no one would want to listen. We've had guys would say, I was there and I was just not even given a chance to present my side of the story. So courts as well have got a way of, you know, pushing men away. So it's difficult for the courts to enforce it i think if you are persistent as a man they've got to literally now grant yes. the warrant of arrest for mm -hmm. that lady and then she's got to appear before the magistrate um but as i'm saying that if the principle between the two parents has not been established it then becomes a tedious exercise having to enforce even if the court certifies it you'll go back then for a first month two months you guys are fine but because of their lingering issues between bongane and Lizelle, uh, it then starts affecting again uh, the parental plan because of at some point and I'll be reminded that yeah he used to do these activities with me now he's doing them with somebody else actually he's not going to get access to a child so if that principle does not exist then time and again you or if get families get involved yes. you know because a lot of times yes. the families get involved um, as well so you just have to hit hard um on the on the law part if you are facing a stumbling box go back to the courts and say this is what if this person is in contempt what does the law say mm -hmm. it says you must understand we need to arrest the person and, and maybe you know maybe i'm gonna get mowed down by the women in in the audience right now but <laughs> my my view is uh is that if you weren't paying maintenance mm -hmm. i would have no qualms if I've tried to get maintenance from you and we've had a discussion, now let, let me say, let me put that out first. If I have tried to amicably mm -hmm. sort it out and it hasn't been sorted out, I will have no qualms going to the court and getting you know a, a warrant of arrest issued for you because you're in contempt mm -hmm. when it comes to our maintenance agreement or our parental plan or, or that we have in place. So my question is that if it's from the other party, why suddenly does it suddenly not apply? You know, it, it makes no sense. If, you know, if you want to change the person's behavior, unfortunately, there are consequences for people's actions. I don't, I don't think the law, how it <laughs> you, was... You said the breath that you took there, like, how do I do this politely? Uh, um, I think when, when, when this type of law was designed, women were not... Um, the perpetrators or seen as perpetrators uh -huh. who might infringe in the upbringing of a child. So in their design, they are there to put the They're woman... They're almost seen as victims. Yes, mm -hmm. you know. So the man is the perpetrator and they are responding to a man. So that's why even the it, it's difficult for the court to say, let's go and arrest Lizelle, you know, because of their thinking, she's supposed to be the one that gives, make sure that the child is, you know, fed bathed, you know, clothed and taken to school and so that's another stereotype that society yes. still needs to deal with. Yeah. So the the laws, how they are designed and the attitude of the courtrooms, whether it be uh, the maintenance uh, courtroom or where you are seeking parental plans, it is designed to perceive men as perpetrators and women and the children as victims. And of course, we can't take that away for millions, I mean, for thousands, thousands and thousands of years. Of years mm -hmm. um, that's what women have been subjected to and majority are still subjected to even today. So I think that's why the court would not be as, f uh, you know, free or 
assisting a man to be um, a father that he would desire to be, uh, but instead would want to protect the mother. And it will take too long for a, a, a mother to actually be arrested. So it's, you, you can, it's easy to uh, declare a man uh, an unreliable or an unfit parent, and it's not so easy. You've got to prove beyond reasonable doubt that Lizelle is not a fit mother. Yeah. Um, you know, so it's those kind of uh, issues uh, that will make it a little bit of gender stereotyping. Yes. Um, Fogani, I can I can carry on chatting to you for hours and hours and hours um, because I think that this is this is such a fundamental issue that needs to be addressed in our society because it has such huge repercussions for what is happening on a larger scale in the country when it comes to things like abuse against women and children, femicide, all, all the sort of um, daily issues that women actually have to deal with um, and why we have become victims to a large extent. But it's, it also is about responsibility. And and one thing that I need to ask you as a man, right, as, 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 as somebody who, who has a child, can you teach somebody responsibility? Um, the principle is each and every action has got it's a got consequence, consequence. Mm-hmm. you know. And I can't say, I think the other day we were having a conversation with guys, and I was saying, I would not want to tell my daughter what she must become, mm-hmm. you know. And I think one friend of mine says, no, the first degree, my child must go and study law. I don't care what she wants and so on. The first degree is mine and, you know. <laughs> uh, and I Sorry. said... <laughs> I Okay. So, so certain actions you've got to teach a child um, that whenever you do this, there are going to be consequences. So you've got to be responsible for any action that you take. Mm -hmm. You know, because of not only does it affect you, but it has got third parties that it's going to affect. So it's something that you inculcate. It's a culture that you can inculcate so that they know that as and when they take certain actions, there's going to be consequences. consequences. And those consequences are going to affect them directly and also they're going to affect a third party directly or indirectly. So the question I'm asking, and I want to get back to your friend with the degree in, in two <laughs> seconds, but the, 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 the question I'm asking is when you're looking at men who come in and you know, as, as women, a lot of times, you know, they you kind of sit there going and think this guy has got no sense of responsibility. Mm-hmm. He, he he honestly and 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 then you start thinking, is it my place to teach him? As who, a partner, as a partner, you know, who or I mean, the relationship has now come to an end. So whose responsibility is it to teach him that? Because you know, I can't teach you to be a good father. Mm-hmm. I I can't teach you to 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 want to come and see your son uh, or your daughter or who, whomever, however many kids you might have. So so what I'm asking is then, from a cool dad's foundation perspective, is is that skills based that you're trying to teach, or what do you what what how do you get men to feel more responsible towards their children? Um, we're inculcating a culture of a present father. Okay. Um, because of. We're not trying to make excuses. I do not know. The love that I'm trying to give my daughter, I have never received it. The things I do with my daughter, I have never done it with my father. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're trying to inculcate a culture of fathers being present in their children's lives. And we're hoping that those who might not have the sense of responsibility that you are referring to would then see a new fatherhood being defined by this generation. A new way of doing. And they would say, we also want to be like that. Because of, I have never, there are those who say, I've, my responsibility is to ensure that there's money. Yeah. Uh, I've got friends who say, I grew up with my dad, but emotionally, 
He wasn't present. He wasn't present. Mm. You know, um, the only time I interacted with my father was asking for money for school, or, or I was being supposed to be beaten yeah. because of I have done one, two, three, mm. which is wrong. We have never had conversations. We've never had conversations about girls. We've never had conversations about money. All of those things. I I don't know my father. You know, but he was there in the house with me and so on. So we're trying to have this culture of involved fathers, fathers who are taking, leading from the front, not only waiting for their partners uh, to be the ones, ah, it's a mother, they must be the ones that birth the child, be proactive and participate as a parent, you know. Um, I, we also say we are trying to redefine masculinity, you know. Uh, you've got to have that feminine side in you oh, yeah. that you display towards your partner, that you display towards your own child. Mm. So we're saying those who might not, who will not have that sense of responsibility will then look at the type of a cool dad that we are uh, modeling here and say, but why am I not like these ones, you know. Uh, that's what I'm saying. We need to give space and room so that they can see and experience that there is a different type of a father and this is what we call a cool dad and this is what a cool dad does you are a friend to your child you are a mentor to your child you are a hero to your child you know so there are these traits that once you identify them in your friend because it starts here in the network i've got a friend a network of about 17 friends if amongst us we always speak positively about our kids and you do not have a positive thing to say. When you get home and you get into the loo and you sit down, you then start saying, what is different? Because if I'm a man, they are men. I'm a father. But they're having a different experience, experience to, mine. to fatherhood. Mm. So let me also gravitate towards this experience because of it looks like such a cool thing to be doing. you know. So that's why we even said, let it be a question of I am a cool dad. This is something that is cool to do. It's not a bedding. It's not an exercise. It's not a tedious thing. It's just part and parcel of who you we are. are. Let us just be cool about being fathers. Bongani, if people want to get hold of you, or what's the best way to do that? Um, Twitter, I think. <laughs> <laughs> um, Twitter, uh, it's uh, Cool Dads Foundation. Uh -huh. Mine is at uh, Kaluvalo. On Facebook, it's I am a cool dad. We also have on, twi on, on, on Twitter, it's also I am a cool dad. Oh, it's also I am a cool dad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we've got uh, info at cooldadsfoundation.co.za. We are closed in the offices, but it's 011. 737-1076. I think we're opening on the 7th of January. And then um, if people wanted to help out um, because you are an NGO, yes. same contact details. Same contact details. What are some of the things that you need desperately? Um, we, we're trying pro to... Pro bono lawyers. Pro bono lawyers. <laughs> yeah. um, but also we're trying to keep the staff in the office. Um, we've got a team of about 13 uh, people that work in the office. So also we're doing a fundraising in February because of not many companies and government institutions want to give money. So we're trying to have, you know, I years of how we can raise our own money. So on the 14th of February 2019 we are having a concert in Carnival City Big Top Arena. Um, it's called Love Portions. We are having three, four artists. We're having Java, we're having Amanda Black, we're having Mlindos. MXO, are you having MXO? No, uh, <laughs> and, uh, and, and, and Tando. The, she was uh, the third runner up on Idols, Idols. 20 years. Yeah. So we're having those four performing at uh, Big Top Arena in Carnival City. We're raising funds for the foundation. That is going to assist us to do the daily work that we're doing and people can purchase their tickets at Compute Ticket. I think they're starting from 200 rands to 400 rands, depending on how close you want to be to the stage. Uh, so anyone, we also do partnerships. We're not only looking for money. Um, if you are able, we also have another program called Big Brother Mentorship, where we're mentoring ah, boys. Very important. Um, so we don't necessarily need money. At times, somebody who's... Time. time um, you know, somebody can say, no, you can bring your boys to my park or you can bring the boys. So we, partnerships uh, that do not have 
to include the rents and the cents, but whatever that you can make available for all the programs or a project that we are doing, will gladly um, accept that kind of an offer. Bongani, thank you so much. That's Bongani Lovalo. He is the founder of Cool Dads Foundation. Uh, do go onto all the social media sites or into onto their, their um, webpage as well. Get all the information there. Give them a call. Definitely somebody to, to help out when it comes to...